0: Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily and I am the host of this show. If you are new here, welcome and thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about life fulfillment revolving around having a professional career or whether you're still in school as well as balancing your health and fitness and of course your relationships. So those are kind of my core three topics within this podcast but if you are new here, you probably don't know too much about me, but I am just a recent college grad. I graduated from Chapman University in May 2019. I am also a full-time entrepreneur as well as a corporate sales gal, I guess you could call it. (laughs) And um, I also, of course, do this podcast and then I also blog in my free time as well. So you can definitely check those out in the show notes. But um, to kick things off with this episode, um, for every show, I do like to start with a gratitude piece. And um, typically, I'll list about one to three things I'm grateful for. To make things quick, I will just aim for one. So the one thing I am extremely grateful for right now is as weird as it sounds or as random as it sounds, I guess, is a better way to put it. I'm just extremely grateful for how accessible, whole, wholesome foods and just really good food is for me. Um, I don't know if I worded that correctly, but... If you've listened for a little bit or if you have seen my Instagram, you probably know that I am from the East Coast. I'm originally from Pennsylvania and growing up, the closest Starbucks was about 20 minutes away and the foods that I would usually eat would be from Chipotle or Panera when I'm going out to eat for lunch or something and that was even 20 minutes away. And then for grocery food, I used to get actually I used to get food from Walmart and things like that. Not like there is anything wrong with that, of course, but um, that just goes to show how growing up, I did not have easy access to all the things I do now living in Southern California, of course, as most of you guys are probably familiar with how trendy California is. Obviously sometimes just a little too much with the whole vegan and gluten-free and all of these things that as you guys probably just see on social media it kind of goes crazy but yeah I don't I don't know why I it just was the first thing that came to mind is just how nice it is to have access to whole foods and be able to drive 10 minutes from my apartment to go to whole foods or something that offers more wholesome options and um Yeah, I guess I just really wanted to put that out there and say I'm grateful for that because I definitely did not grow up with that. And most certainly I, um, you know, as part of this podcast, I prioritize my health and wellness. That's something I preach. And part of that is not just working out, but also taking care of yourself and using food as your medicine. So yeah, I guess that's kind of a big, you know, chunk of what I'm grateful for today. And then on the other hand, I guess to dive into my weekly life update. Um, so it's actually Tuesday night right now. It's 9 p.m. And so if you're listening to this um, on Wednesday today, then uh, yeah, you are getting a really live update. But this past weekend was Valentine's Day weekend. It was really fun. I went out with some of my co-workers. Um, just kind of did something different, and then I went to a concert in LA, uh, Dom Dalla and Sonny Federa were performing, if you guys listen to Deep House or house music or music that's really similar to the artist Fisher, I'm sure you guys have heard of him at some point, um, that's the type of music I love to listen to, um, and just kind of go at it for a night, so that's what I did, it was up in LA, And then, honestly, I was so tired, I came back on Sunday, and kind of hate to say it, but I did fall asleep for a majority of the day. So, um, unfortunately, I did not get as much as I wanted to get done over the weekend, but nonetheless, I'm here. I'm just getting my work done after work, and um, on that note about work... I'd say work has been going extremely well, um, you know, with sales, which is something I want to elaborate on within another podcast in the future, just kind of talking about sales career and things like that. In my particular position, it's definitely great if you have an entrepreneurial personality, a go-getter personality. And so I'd say for the most part, it's been going really well for me. Um, and however, it can definitely be... Anxious, you know, especially for those weeks that you're not closing a deal. And um, with sales, there's just, like, there can be a lot of pressure. Um, I'd say there's more pressure that I put on myself just because I like to perform at an exceptional level in everything I do. So I think that's a big part of why I hold a high standard. But yeah, um, overall, personal life is going, you know, awesome. I had a really fun weekend. Um, the past two weeks have been really great with work and, um, you know, my corporate job as well as my business. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really going steady. I'm, you know, doing this upward trajectory. I'm super excited. And uh, yeah. Oh, oh, one more thing. I'm super stoked. So next month, i am officially going to miami again i this is my third year going i'm so obsessed with this place it's just the most fun time if you are 21 and over i highly recommend to go if you haven't yet i'm actually going during miami music week so i am so stoked to see a lot of the big artists that i always love to see Kaiga will be there um, cascade or tiesto and those type of artists they are typically in town so that will be very exciting and then I think that's kind of how I'm going to celebrate my birthday to be honest my birthday is next week it's the 25th but it's always hard to kind of celebrate during the end of February because the month goes by like it's like the very end of the month and so by the time I want to celebrate it's like March already and so I'll probably just end up celebrating Miami as like my birthday and then yeah But um, other than that, I don't want to rant too much. Um, So I'm going to keep it at that. And yeah, let's just get right into the episode. On this episode, I'm going to be sharing three key habits that I personally think would be vital to incorporate, especially within the new year. As you can probably tell by the title, this is, um, you know, I'm putting this out now because The new year has begun over a month ago, and I think by now, a lot of us might be fading out of that new year, new me motivation. And so with that in mind, I want to share three key habits that I've incorporated over the past, I'd say, two years or so. All of these three definitely started in college, um, mostly during my junior year, which um, I've mentioned before was like my biggest growth year of all time and so I think that year I just developed so many strong habits that of course I continue to work on and refine over the years including today so I feel like this was going to be valuable for some of you who do want to incorporate certain things that will help um, you know help you know whether whatever habit that you decide to implement will help parlay into better habits and a basically domino effect of better habits and better actions and decisions um, in other areas of your life. So again, that's from personal experience. I'm just going to share what I've done. And so yeah, let's just kick it off with the first habit. So the first habit I have is to make your bed at least five times a week. So you're probably thinking, okay, why not every day? Well, of course, <laughs> that is sometimes unrealistic. And I would say I'm a pretty realistic and practical person. So when it comes to habits, I do try to make it as practical and realistic as possible. And what I mean by that is just simply actually being being able to accomplish that. So especially if you are the college age or in your early 20s, whatever it is, You are probably more prone to waking up late. Again, I was in college as well. I remember those days, you know, waking up on Thursday after Wine Wednesday or waking up on Friday after Thirsty Thursday, all of those things. And then, you know, next thing you know, you have class at 10 or 11 a.m. and you woke up only one hour before. So you're more focused on putting your makeup on, making sure you have all your assignments finished and you're out the door. And so typically... At this age, and especially with our generation, you know, being on the phone, just kind of on the go a lot. um, I'd say a lot of us don't have enough time to make the bed every single day, and hello, that's including myself. Um, Even though I prioritize this and I make it a habit, I would be really candid and really honest. I'd say at most, I only hit five out of the seven days of the week. And, um, you know, same thing with you guys, whether you're in college or whether you're working full time as well, it's the same thing. Like some of those mornings, you just don't get up early enough to make your bed, you know, two to three minutes or however long it takes. So I'm realistic with it. I, I make it five times a week. So typically it's more likely four weekdays and then one of the weekends or honestly, I, not, I take that back. I'd say I probably hit it more on the weekends because I can control my time a little bit better and I'm not as much in a rush So yeah, three out of the three days in the, in the five weekdays and then both weekend days Hopefully that could give you some insight And like I said when you make it a habit to make your bed at least five times a week It becomes more attainable than making it each day. So saying like I want to make it every single day obviously that's just not that's not realistic you know you gotta put in the situations you know if you're running late or something else happens you know you gotta account for those things and so if you are someone that doesn't really make your bed that often and this does sound enticing to you but you also know that five times a week is also not practical then I would start with a smaller number And I think some of you might think it's a waste of time to start at a smaller number, but you'd be surprised how accomplished and how good you feel just knowing that you hit the minimum number. And so if you're someone that maybe never makes the bed, then maybe just make it consistently one time a week and see if you can just stick to that. So let's say um whether you're in college or like I said whether you're in college or you work right now you know it really depends on your schedule but let's say you're in college and every Wednesday you start a little bit later you start at 11 a.m or maybe a noon class then you can definitely be like okay on Wednesdays I will make sure my first thing I want to do when I wake up is make my bed and then make that a routine for one month and then Then, you know, the next month, add on two or three days as a minimum so you can make it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, things like that. Like I said, always make it practical, but I think this is a really key habit to incorporate. And the reason being, I'll give you a few reasons actually. The first one is that you start your day off with a win. And I say this with pride (laughs) because I actually made my bed this morning before I went to work and... It made me feel so damn good, I'm not gonna lie. I remember I was already dressed for work, I was ready to put on my heels, and then I looked at the time and I was like, well, I have a few minutes left, I don't really need to rush to get to work right now, so why not make the bed? And so I did, it took me about less than two minutes, and it's just so nice to come home to a beautiful bed with all the decor pillows laying on the on the bed and your, your throw blanket, whatever, Um, Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Not only does it make me feel good, but it also just made me smile knowing that I started the day off with like that check off the list, like boom, that was a win. And it's a small win, but you just got to think about it. It is one of those mundane tasks that we all low-key hate because we think it takes up so much time, but like I said, realistically, it takes less than two minutes. And so when you train your mind and your brain to always start off with a win, um, and when I say start off with a win, I mean start off your day with a win, then you will habitually apply the same thinking to other tasks and event throughout the day. Another reason why I think this habit is so important is because it also helps maintain cleanliness in your room, in your home. Your living environment is often a reflection of what goes on inside your head and how things are going on in life when um, <laughs> not proud to say that my apartment is not looking the most prime right now, so that does go to show how chaotic things are in my life, but not to go on a tangent. When you're able to consistently keep your home clean, which again, something I'm working on, you're more likely enabled to keep the rest of your life a bit more organized and clean in a sense. So that's something to keep in mind as well if you find that you feel like you're a mess all the time or you catch yourself saying, oh my God, I'm a mess. Maybe you need to start with the small things and it could be as simple as making your bed three to four to five times a week and then over time i it, it is a it's like a it's scientifically proven it does parlay over into other areas of your life that you may potentially develop into a better habit as well another reason is kind of obvious it teaches you self discipline and again it's not something that we actually like to do although i guess for some of us we do But when you continuously do a good habit and discipline yourself to do it, even when you don't want to, this mindset and action step will also be applied in other areas of your life, as I've kind of mentioned already. So you can apply the same self-discipline muscle to work, at school, or anything else that you don't want to do. So hey, again, I was in college. I work full-time right now. I, I really know that feeling of not wanting to do certain things, but... Um, I'd I'd say as well over time I have built that self-discipline muscle to kind of stick it through but also make it effective for me. So this is a good practice as well for other areas of your life. Other tips I have revolving around this key habit is to make this habit more attainable and easy to track. Just try setting reminders on your phone in the morning, maybe around 10 to 15 minutes before you leave. Just to say, hey, um, Emily, make your bed. And, you know, you can obviously set that reminder on your phone. We all know you're checking your phone in the morning. So you'll get that notification. You'll be like, okay, well, got to make my bed. And that way um, you won't forget. So that's a great way to track it. And then another way as well, also perhaps just make a daily checklist and have it on your list And then, of course, only check it off when you accomplish it. Like I said, having that mental checklist for me before I go to work, it makes me feel really good. I know it's kind of corny, but it does. And then a great way to check in on that is at the end of the week, you can audit your list and see how many times you actually accomplished it and try to understand what are some of the things that held you back from doing so. So maybe did you run out of time or you didn't have enough self-discipline, self like you couldn't push yourself to do it, etc. So be mindful in self-reflecting and actually saying to yourself, okay, I didn't make my bed at all this week because I was just straight up too damn lazy. And it's one of those things where you have to have a self-acceptance and you have to just be really honest with yourself. But the sooner you're honest with yourself about what actually is, then the sooner you can actually change and improve and pivot your life in the areas you want to get the better outcome that you desire. The second key habit I recommend for the new year is to utilize a planner or digital calendar to manage your time. So if you know me well, I'm a huge advocate for planning, but more importantly, to actually take actions and execute on what you say you'll do. So if you are a huge planner already and you think that you don't need to necessarily take this habit into consideration, I think it's also a great time to audit the way you're planning your life and then how well you're executing on the things that you're planning. So for example, for those of you who are in college, are you utilizing a planner? And if so, is it efficient? I remember when I was in college, I loved using a physical planner. My favorite was either the Erin Condren or the Day Designer. I loved those. But I often got sidetracked and would forget to update as things changed because, you know, well, cancel culture, baby. That's how this generation is. And So over time, I eventually switched over to Google Calendar. I think I did this officially around early senior year. And ever since then, I've just been using Google Calendar because it's just so easy to just keep track of your workouts and everything else. It's all on your phone. So personally, I love Google Calendar. And it's actually just really easy to integrate, especially if you have a Gmail account already. You can color code it if that's your thing. You know, if, when I did the physical planner I used to write in different pens and I loved it but it was also a hassle but of course you gotta make it look cute so um yeah Google Calendar is awesome you can color code it for me I color code you know green is for work red is for urgent appointments light blue is for all my workouts so it's a nice way to kind of mentally see like if you look at your week calendar you can kind of see like the the calendar for the week you can see oh i'm working out four times this week because you see four blue blocks so again um it's super easy you can put it on your phone everywhere you go ipad um, macbook whatever it's super easy and if you want to see just a more elaborate I guess explanation on how to plan and utilize Google Calendar. I actually wrote a blog post about this a while back, probably back in the summer. So you can check it out. It's in the show notes. Um, but if you want to check it out right now, it's just on my blog, emilyelisabeth.blog, and it's probably under the lifestyle topics. You'll be able to find it there, and then hopefully from there you can gain some more insight. My last piece of tip on this as well in terms of planning and utilizing a Google Calendar, I highly advise this tactic for those who have trouble sticking to a consistent plan, especially if that comes with working out or studying or working on a project that you're working on by yourself. Like I said, I, you know, I prioritize my health and so I typically plan my workouts like a week or a week and a half in advance. I know that's gnarly, but it kind of gets me excited knowing that, oh my God, I'm going to go to SoulCycle next Wednesday and that's like a week from today and it's it's fun. And then at the same time too, if you ever have a friend that's like, hey, do you want to grab dinner on Wednesday or next week? You, you can be like, yeah, I'll be free, just not Wednesday night because I'm going to SoulCycle after work or after class, things like that. And then another reason why I plan kind of far in advance is that if I'm traveling, which is sometimes often, I do like to be mindful about um, how much I'm working out before traveling because I know I will work out much less when I'm traveling. And so I want to make sure I'm kind of ramping up my workout routine right before that week as well just to make sure I'm making up for that missed days. And so... Um, I always like to do at least four four workouts a week and I prioritize that, my social activities and everything else come second. So that is my two cents on utilizing a planner. My last key tip to incorporate for the new year is to make a minimum commitment to exercise. So, wow, I don't even know where to begin when it comes to exercising and fitness. I think, you know, growing up as a competitive athlete, I've always had, you know, athletic tendencies, just always wanting to work out, always wanting to be fit, to be my best, things like that. And I remember when I was in college, I worked out like often, but not that frequent. I think at most, at most on a really good week, it was four times a week, but really the realistic truth was two to three times a week. It wasn't that great. And I... I remember not knowing how to keep it consistent because I think sophomore year or something like that I was really good and then junior year I was a little off and then mentioned earlier in this episode junior year was like a difficult year for me in terms of just growth and learning about a lot of things and so working out and just the whole fitness aspect really became a big priority for me for that reason. Of course you guys know the health benefits of working out aside from the physical aspects you do just gain um, much more clarity in other areas of life, things like that. And so I remember I struggled with getting my workout routine really consistent or just having a consistent plan on how often I was going to work out. And I learned this tip from one of my best friends. He's also going to eventually be on this podcast, but his name is Mike Yu. And I remember he taught me about his strategy with creating a minimum. So for working out, he shared with me, you know, for example, he had a minimum that he had to complete no matter what. It was three times a week. And then over time, he would hit that three times a week, every single week, let's say for five, six weeks straight. And by that point, his body and his mind is a little bit complacent. They're like, okay, you know, we're used to it now. It's all good. It's nothing new. So now at that point, he started adding the fourth workout routine in for the week so now went up from three to four and again same thing four is the minimum you have to meet it every week no ifs ands or buts and so I am pretty sure he you know he did it for another couple weeks and then eventually moved it up to five maybe six things like that so my tip with making a minimum is very similar to a little bit about the making your bed three times a week. When you create a minimum, you force yourself to meet the minimum. So like I said, please be realistic with it. Obviously we all wanna get healthy, look fit for the summer, things like that. And we'll go on those wavelengths or ups and downs of wanting to do something and then not wanting to do something and then just falling out of the plan so when you create a minimum in my eyes you make it a consistent minimum per week whether that's you meet with a counselor once a week you go to school or you go to a class or a history class three times a week it's a it's a minimum it's a routine it's it's something that you're habitually doing so the minimum you know for example if you're going to class you the minimum you have to be there is three times a week there's no maximum for that so same thing with working out you know you can set a minimum whether that's two times a week, one time a week, whether whatever. If you're using a Google Calendar, it's super great. Like I said, you can really see what your day will look at look like, you know, from Monday through Friday, things like that. And it's just super easy. You can really make sure that you're going to accomplish it. So in my eyes, it's better to do one and actually achieve it consistently every week than to do three and always miss. And so for my example, similar to my best friend, Mike Yu, I started at three back in junior year and over time I just got much better at it. I picked up my fitness and then by senior year I increased my minimum to four. And then right now I'd say my minimum is still at four. So like I you know, it's it's something that four times a week I have to be working out. But I do really tend to hit five workouts a week now. I just don't think I am ready to set that as a minimum because like I said, Setting something as a minimum is setting myself to the standard of I'm going to do this every single week and I'm not going to miss it. And so it's much nicer to have that minimum be realistic so you can always check it off every week. I worked out four times this week. I worked out four times this week. I worked out four times this week. And then everything else in my schedule is scheduled around that fitness and health routine like I've mentioned a million times already. And... What this shows is that not only do I I indicate that I prioritize my health and fitness first, but if you're doing this, that that shows that you are prioritizing it as well. And over time, all you need to do is just build a habit around this minimum number, and then you just make it a routine. The same way you go to class when you wake up, For your 8 a.m. class, you're waking up at 7, 7.30, you're getting the class, and you're doing it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever day you have class. So that's a habit. You can make this a habit. All right, guys. So that was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was short and sweet, and it was something that I definitely wanted to throw in before February ended because I think... You know, we're all still kind of in that New Year phase, but we're kind of also over it because it's almost the end of February. So with that in mind, I wanted to kind of reiterate some of the key habits that are important to keep in mind and they don't have to be something that's just a New Year's resolution. It's something that you can implement in your everyday life and maybe two years later today, you know, you can be the same way as me and look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I used to never do this and now I'm doing it consistently that will be one of the greatest feelings ever. But other than that, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave some feedback, whether that's in my DMs, my podcast Instagram, my personal Instagram, whatever it is. You can find all of my social media links in the show notes, but um, if you're too lazy to look, my podcast Instagram is at what you pod, and then my Instagram is at Emily e. Duong. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you again for tuning in. And I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye.